With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Uh, this week, the week's going to finish off from a basketball perspective. We've just seen uh, the Golden State Warriors win their fourth title in eight years. Now, the biggest item on the NBA agenda is the NBA draft. And we've got... Um, We've got a couple of Aussies who are right in line uh, to be drafted. So I thought, let's get uh, one of the most astute and highly regarded writers and broadcasters in the NBL space on to just give us an update and get us prepared for who might go to where in the NBA draft. Liam Santa Maria is all of those things and more. Hello, mate. Hello, Sam. Great to speak to you, mate. Uh, great to have you on. Just before we get into NBA draft... Um, were you just like I think every other sporting fan when you heard the news? Um, Megan Husswaite broke it yesterday that uh, Lauren Jackson, the uh, combined seven-time NBL NBA champion, seven-time NBL NBA uh, MVP, um, one of our greatest, if not the greatest, Australian basketballer of all time, certainly on the Mount Rushmore, uh, was going to be making a comeback and uh, in line to be uh, and trying to make the uh, the World Cup squad for the. Women's World Cup later in the year. Were you jumping out of your skin like the rest of us, Liam? <laughs> it's great news, isn't it? Uh, it was great to see. I mean, we, we, we've been following her progress really closely over the past few months. Of course, she, the, the early parts of this comeback have been uh, taking place in the NBL1 for Aubrey Wodonga in the NBL1 competition. And um, it's been so exciting to see her just back out on the hardwood, uh, doing her thing, putting up massive numbers. And then just been keeping a close eye on things just to see how the body holds up. You know, could she stay on the floor for a period of time, continue to get her confidence and her fitness back to a level where maybe we might arrive at this moment where she would, you know, be added to the Opal squad and start thinking seriously about potentially donning the green and gold once again for the upcoming world cup. And, and here we are. Um, she's managed to reach this point now. Does that mean she'll step out there in September when the ball gets thrown up? No, not for a long shot. There are still some hurdles to jump and some water to go under that bridge. But um, this, is, uh, this is a great step forward. It shows that it's, it's something that she legitimately wants to do. And she's going to go into camp and um, go through that process. And who knows, would be absolutely remarkable at age 41, nine years out of the game, if it all came to fruition and she could help our Opals team um, do some special things at the World Cup. What an unbelievable sporting story that would be. She was very humble speaking to Andy and Gazy earlier today and saying, hey, I've still got a long road to go to make the squad. It's not a fait accompli. Mm. She can't say it. 
and wouldn't because that's the person that she is. We can. No way she's not making that squad. This is the good news story <laughs> Australian basketball needed after what we have had to endure and, and, and go through this year with Liz Cambridge and, and all that has come with that. This is the shot in the arm. This is the feel-good moment. And, um, oh, it was, I think it put a spring in everyone's step. And now there's a new contender when anyone has the greatest sporting comeback of all time conversation because Lauren Jackson automatically I, – I, I'm trying to – I was driving home last night thinking, I wonder who tops that. If she does make it back for a World Cup, that's right up there in the greatest Australian yeah. sporting comebacks of all time. Oh, it would be it would be special, um, and then of course, but you know she, that's the right attitude for her to take, though. From yeah. a team sort of perspective, there, there's some talented girls in the yep. in the front court um, that are going to be a part of that squad, and you know she's going to need to go into camp with that same mentality that she used to have, and that is I've got to prove myself against you. Now, if she's feeling good, um, well, you and I have no doubt that she's going to be able to she's going to be able to do that at a very high level. Um, but that's the right attitude to take. And then, of course, it's the big question of how well does the body hold up? Because playing um, on a weekly basis and, and managing your body through in the NBL 1 is one thing. But then stepping into an Opals camp, the rigour of those back-to-back practices, and then um, you know playing at that World uh, Cup kind of level, well, that's another big step. So hopefully everything goes well between now and then. And we can see her line up for the Opals when things tip off. Couldn't agree more. So, Liam Santa Maria, Friday morning, NBA draft. Very, very exciting. Um, mm. All through the year, we've been watching uh, a young man, born and raised in my hometown of Bendigo, just rocket up mm-hmm. draft board calculations. I had his father, Ricky, who's a, a legend of CBA and ABA basketball, on uh, a few months ago as um, he was lighting it up for the G League Ignite. Uh, Dyson Daniels, where do you have him and how, I mean, last year we were giddy about Josh uh, going number six. I'm I'm sure I'm the first person to make that joke. Um, Can we, would it be greedy of us to think that we might have someone go even higher in the top 10 this year? Uh, That's the very, very top of his range, I think, the number five pick. Um, One through four looks pretty pretty settled. Now, the order of those four guys um, will be interesting to see how that plays out. But, you know, you look at the, the, the established draft analysts in the States who are talking to teams and getting a really good sense of who is going to sit where. There have been a couple that have suggested maybe that pick five to Detroit could be um, where Dyson might land at the very top of his range. There's been a lot of buzz just today that, that Indiana have been really impressed with him, they've got the sixth pick. Um, there was a quote from from a reporter over there saying that uh, that Dyson had quote had one of the greatest workouts a lot of people in the Indiana organization have ever seen, unquote. Which is a massive uh, compliment on what he's put on the floor. So they've got the number six pick. Anywhere within that sort of uh, latter part of the top ten is where we expect him to go. Probably twelve to OKC would be the floor. Um, and this is, as you say, it's a remarkable story that we're talking about him going that high in the draft. Um, he has just skyrocketed up this thing over the past six, nine months. Has been terrific in the second half of the G League season for the G League Ignite. Of course, I mentioned the NBL one before. I mean, he's a success story of the junior pro- programs here mm. in Australia, the NBA Global Academy there at the Centre of Excellence in Canberra, and at the NBL one level there, the Bendigo Braves and. 
Um, now he's going to, after Friday, he's going to be an NBA guy and you're going to take that big next step in his career. Where are you expecting? So Indiana have got pick six. Where where would you be, where'd we be likely to fall for you? I reckon the most likely scenario is either seven to Portland or mm. eight to New Orleans. That They feel like the kind of consensus spot for Dyson. Um, so you look at Portland and you say, all right, well, he'd be an understudy to Damian Lillard. That's not a bad place to land. He would share that backcourt with Lillard at times early in his career because um, he's a guy that's versatile, can play on and off the ball, and they'll enjoy what he can do at the defensive end of the floor. And then you look at New Orleans, and it'll be a similar scenario with Lillard's former teammate in CJ McCollum. So mm. two pretty cool landing spots, either one of those, Portland or New Orleans, I think it's seven or eight. Yeah, I'm a San Antonio guy, so I, I'd be um, more than happy if he if he slipped to ninth. But, uh, I mean, that's mm. that's exciting. I mean, the prospect of, you know, a Dyson and Zion uh, team up and then, you know, possibly to Portland. I mean, it's, it all depends on if Dame Lillard, I suppose, even stays, but uh, that's a conversation for another day. So, okay, so your your view, seven, eight, uh, most likely. What about some of the other Aussies or NBL players? We can sort of categorise them up. So what about a couple of the Aussies, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to some of the next stars. Uh, there's been players trialling all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go through a couple that have been over there trialling at the moment and their likelihood of being drafted. Luke Travers uh, was put through his paces by Indiana. I've done it again. Um, has he trialled <laughs> anywhere else? Oh, thanks. He has, yeah. No, actually speaking with his representatives, they're really happy with the way he's, he's shown out at some of these mm. pre-draft workouts. He's worked out with Minnesota, Cleveland, Sacramento, Dallas, Indiana, as you say, as well as Phoenix, Golden State, and the LA Clippers. Is that a busy last couple of weeks, (laughs) Luke Travers? Yeah. Um, And that's after really impressing at the G League Elite Camp in Chicago uh, late last month. So it's been a busy couple of weeks. And as a result, he's built a little bit of momentum throughout this pre-draft process, which is great. It's it's what he really desperately needed to do um, because he was sitting off the mock drafts uh, for a lot of these analysts coming into the um, to this process. Mm. Um, and he's done himself a whole bunch of favours, of course, been playing with the Perth Wildcats the last couple of seasons, developing nicely within that program. And um, I, I still think it's a long shot for him to hear his name called on Friday. But um, if you're looking for a, a potential flyer, a bolter late in the process who might get drafted late in the second round. Travis certainly has put his name in that that category. Um, and, um, yeah, fascinated to see if it plays out for him. He spoke about the fact that he knows that it's his jump shot that he needs to work on. Um, we've, mm. uh, players throughout time have shown that, that that's something that's workable. There's many, many good jump shot coaches and um, technique coaches as well who will go through his, his whole they'll break him down and, and all through the uh, the formatics of it all and and work on that. Has he already been doing that himself? For sure. I mean, he's, you know, that's... Biomechanics, that's the word I was looking for. Biomechanics. Yeah. Well, when, when you're this close to achieve yeah. something as remarkable as, as getting selected into the NBA, I mean, it's been an absolute dream of his. And when it's a really clear area of development that's on his scouting report, um, he will have been making a concerted effort. And... We actually saw his jump shot improve a little bit throughout last season. 
um, under you know the new head coach there in Perth, Scott Morrison, who was they were putting a lot of work into it on the day to day, and he was encouraging him to shoot, you know, open looks. Now the the reality is teams were leaving him open. Um, that's the, the the scout on on Luke Travers daring him to shoot mm. because you know he can hurt you in other ways if you if you crawl up and in and so th- that's the scenario for him. He's a versatile player. He's got a, he's a bit of a Swiss Army knife in terms of what he can do out there on the floor. But it, but it, the jump shot is probably the one that that's holding him back. Now you look at a guy like Joe Ingles. Early in his career, it was a very similar type scenario. They said, "Geez, he's." He's tall. Um, he's he can really move. He's mm. got a great feel for the game. He's he's a playmaking wing. All the things that that you, we hear spoken about Luke Travers, um, but he wasn't a knockdown shooter. And over the course of time, he developed into that. And that's the kind of blueprint the rest that Luke is Travers history. is yeah. is trying to follow. So um, yeah, now we we spoke, speak about his chances of getting picked up, Sam. If he doesn't hear his name called, that, that's not the end of the process, of course. Try and hook into a team for Summer League, try to get a two-way contract, a training camp deal, more opportunities to come. So we don't have a heap of time uh, left, but uh, Liam Santa Maria. So we know that Makua has been trialling as well with a few teams. I saw that he was at Charlotte uh, the other day. And then some of the next stars. So these aren't Aussies, but they were playing in Australia last year. So Usman Dieng, uh, Hugo Besson, uh, Kai Soto, uh, who was with the 36, has been trialling. Are there any other Aussie names or any next stars that you're expecting to be called out Friday morning? Yeah, well, the, the two big ones, the guys you said there, the French duo from the New Zealand Breakers, uh, Usman Jiang and Hugo Besson. Uh, Jiang, of course, part of the next stars program. Besson was on that team essentially as a next star, but he was signed as an import. 19 years of age, Jiang, 16 guy who can handle the ball. And he is slotted to go somewhere in the middle of that first round. So probably the top of his range is that that eight pick to New Orleans, back to about 17 for the Houston Rockets, should fall somewhere in there. Uh, And Hugo Besson, somewhere within the second round is the expectation for him. Maybe 38 to your San Antonio Spurs or or, or somewhere in the mid-40s. But these two guys developed really nicely in the NBL last season of given themselves a big chance of getting picked up. Any other Aussie names? We know that Joe Lowell-Chul's going to go through Summer League. He's not draft eligible. He's left Melbourne United. Uh, he'll play uh, Summer League and see if he can get picked up uh, that way. But is there anyone else we should be keeping an eye out for that's connected to us in any way, shape or form? Well, Kai Soto, of course, is not an Aussie, a Filipino, but played with the Adelaide 36ers last season, uh, has done a whole bunch of workouts and, He's hoping to hear his name called. And, and the other one you mentioned, of course, McCool Maker, who was terrific for the Sydney Kings last season in their championship campaign. Played a really important role for that team off the bench. And uh, he's been a busy boy as well. He's worked out for a dozen NBA teams in the past couple of months. Um, unlikely to hear his name called on Friday, but is an outside chance. And then if he doesn't, um, look for him to, to latch onto a team for Summer League and try to work his way into the association from there. So a bunch of guys, Aussies and internationals, out of the NBL are well and truly in the mix. Um, I've got Alex. So no NBL Cup. Um, are you for or against the NBL Cup, Liam Santa Maria? I've got to ask this because I get bombarded with texts from Alex and it clogs up the whole <laughs> text line. Uh, no NBL Cup, yes or no? Uh no, I liked it in the in the COVID season. It was a good solution 
for the NBL during that period of time. But uh, moving forward on on the annual, I, I think no. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Dad. Liam Santa Maria, uh, NBL writer, broadcaster, uh, and talent watcher as we get ready for the NBA draft on Friday morning. Uh, off the text, um, I've got mail that uh, Detroit have committed to Dyson at pick five. Yeah, Liam not thinking he goes any higher than seventh. So uh, the number ending in 550. We'll see how you go. Hey, you've got to come back and wrap up the show straight after this.